In my mind, the Gospel of John is the most detailed of the four. It is also considered the most Christological, meaning that it is focused on the divinity of Christ. But there are many parallels in today's Gospel reading connecting Jesus to Moses, a human. For example, the huge crowd following Jesus was likely already thinking of Moses because, as verse 4 says, the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. Moses was God's chosen instrument to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And the key moment of this exodus was the Passover, the time when God passed over the Hebrews to save them from the plague. As the thousands of Israelites followed Moses out of Egypt, so thousands of people followed Jesus around Galilee. Both crowds followed their respective leaders, mainly to see what miracles they would do next. Moses led his people out into the wilderness. Jesus was somewhere very near the Sea of Galilee, which was considered a kind of wilderness. In our vernacular, it would be out in the sticks. And just as Moses had gone up onto the mountain to speak with God and receive the Ten Commandments, Jesus also withdraws to the mountain to be with the disciples and to speak to the people in the crowd below. The crowds, too, parallel one another. The Israelites had begun to grumble and complain when things got hard. When their stomachs started grumbling, they implored Moses to give them food. But Moses turned to God, who provided manna to sustain them. The manna was fine for a while, but it couldn't be stored. They could only gather what they needed for the day. Otherwise, what they collected would rot and become inedible. When they got bored with the manna, they returned to Moses, crying, Give us meat to eat. Moses again turned to God, asking, Where am I to get meat to feed all these people? And so the quails came. The crowd following Jesus had been walking a long way, and their tummies were grumbling too. And in true Jewish hospitality, Jesus asked the disciples, Philip specifically, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? Jesus uses the hunger of his crowd to make an object lesson for his disciples. You can almost see Jesus' eye twinkle for he knew himself what he was going to do. And in true disciple thick-headedness, Philip throws up his hands and in effect says, it can't be done. Andrew, only slightly more optimistic, identifies a young boy with five barley loaves and two fish. Jesus takes the meager offering and feeds the people, all the people with so much food that there are 12 baskets left over. Anyone remember how many tribes there were in Israel? How many apostles there were? This miracle was to teach the Jewish people a God lesson, a lesson in abundance, a lesson in valuing every gift from above. All the broken pieces were taken up. There were none too insignificant 
to be saved. Nothing and no one was omitted. When the crowd realized what had happened, they saw Jesus as a kind of Moses. This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. He, like Moses, had fulfilled their immediate need, their grumbling tummies. Parallels between Jesus and Moses mostly end there. View the miracles on the water. When the Israelites came to the Red Sea, fleeing Pharaoh's army, Moses needed the Lord to make a way for them to cross. God parted the sea, people crossed over to safety. On the Sea of Galilee, for some reason, the disciples left Jesus and began to cross toward Capernaum. It was dark. A strong storm blew up. As the storm raged, the disciples saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were terrified because they didn't recognize him. Instead of parting the waters or calming them, God in Jesus crosses the water toward the disciples' boat. For them, it must have been like being in a dark room where some unknown someone else is present, terrifying and uncertain and dangerous. To calm their fears, Jesus says, It is I. Do not be afraid. Although it is I is not the exact translation. Jesus revealed himself to the disciples with the same name that God had given to Moses. Ego ami. I am. When God said, I am, to Moses, it scared Moses nearly to death because Moses didn't know God yet. With the disciples, it is the sound of their friend, Jesus' voice, that calms their fears. I am. These are no longer miracle stories. These are now stories of divine presence and revelation, moments of theophany, which is a fancy term from the Greek for God and to appear. Remember the burning bush? Remember the pillars of fire and cloud leading the Israelites through the wilderness? Throughout the Bible, God shows up and brings an urgent message to act or trust or boldly follow. Here, Jesus speaks a message of trust. I am. Do not be afraid. The disciples joyfully take Jesus into their boat. And even though the storm is not stilled, they find themselves safe at the shore. We find ourselves in many storms still today. Lately, one of them seems to be raging all the more. Members of our own families and congregations have been and likely will be impacted. Butner County is in the top five counties for the surge in the new COVID cases. Our state is in the top seven in the country. We've had to re-implement masking and distancing and bread only for communion. And frankly, I hate it. And you hate it. We all hate it. We grumbling and I'm afraid 
I'm afraid. Maybe like the disciples were afraid. Maybe you are too. But we should remember Jesus' words to the terrified disciples. I am. Do not be afraid. And we let those words give us comfort in the knowledge that Jesus' spirit abides within us all. He's not just part of some ancient story. He lives still within us all. And we see Jesus in others today and be Jesus for others today. It is what our baptismal covenant calls us to do. If we are going to get through this storm, we've got to find a way to stick together, to stay in relationship, not only with each other, that's easy, but with all those we meet. Can we be a comforting presence for others? Can we listen, respect, honor them, regardless of who they are or what they believe? God knows it won't always be easy. But we know it's not something we undertake alone. Through the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God incarnate, is with us always. Hopefully that knowledge enables us to be not so afraid. Hopefully a little more compassionate. We are all in this one boat. have to take Jesus with us. We will work and live and more than survive together because we believe in the power of I am.